Hello, babe. Hello. You know me, don't you, babe? I can't place your face, but your shadow is very familiar. I'm Lou Gehrig. Now, do you remember me? Remember you? After the past summer, I'll never forget you. It's funny you didn't recognize me right away. I played on the same team with you all season. Yes, but you were so close to me, I was afraid to look back to see who you were. I gave you a great race, didn't I, babe? Boy, you ran me raggy. Listen, Lou, how did you get this second home run? It was like this. I watched you and read how much money you were getting, and I got to thinking. Thinking? With what? Never mind about with what. I went to college. Columbia, in fact. You've heard of Columbia, haven't you? Sure, that's the college entirely surrounded with delicatessen stores and Yankee Scouts. How many years did you go to college? I was seven years in the freshman class. They can't keep a guy seven years in the same class. That's what I tried to tell them. What good did college do you? I didn't go to college, and look at me. I got further than you did. I know, but only six or seven home runs further. I'm young yet. Give me a chance. Say, babe, no fooling. You were my hero when I was in college. How did you happen to pick on me? Oh, you shouldn't be sore, babe. There's room for both of us in baseball. Tell that to the enemy pitchers. You remember when I first reported to the Yanks, babe? <laughs> Do I? You were so green the groundkeeper tried to go over you with a rake. I was just a raw student. I don't know anything about the student part of it, but I'll tell the world that you were raw. As a matter of fact, the first day you reported, I didn't see your face at all. I couldn't keep my eyes off your feet. What was the matter with my feet? They were so big, I thought I was standing on a couple of Chinatown buses. Is there any truth in the story that you sell old shoes for bungalows? Never mind my feet. I don't mind them if you don't. You're no Apollo Belvedere yourself. No who? Apollo Belvedere. You know who Apollo Belvedere was, don't you, babe? He's one of those new Washington pitchers, ain't he? Gee, but you're dumb, babe. Hey, listen, big feet. Don't you call anybody dumb. When you first joined the Yanks, you were so dumb, we had to put numbers on the players to let you know which side you played on. Gee, was I that bad? Lou, I don't want to be hard on you. You're a good kid, and I like you. But you were so dumb, you thought the St. Louis Cardinals were appointed by the church. I'll never forget the day Huggins told you you were to meet the senators, and you said it would be a great treat that you were always interested in national politics, and even thought inside baseball was played in the house. You ain't so smart either. Say, babe, tell me something. Is it true that you eat 20 hot dogs during a ball game? That's one of those fool lies. Why, 20 hot dogs during a game would kill any man. I know it. A man would have to be a pig to eat 20 hot dogs during one ball game. Of course he would. Well, you didn't really believe that of me, did you, Lou? Of course not. How many do you eat during a game, babe? Nineteen. Hey, babe, you've taken off a lot of weight in the past few years. Look at my figure, kid. All you've got to do now is to diet 10 or 15 more years and you'll almost look human. Boy, I'm careful of what I eat these days. Listen, babe, you have a farm where you grow your own food, don't you? Yes, I have a farm. Is it a nice farm? Well, it better be or I'm out a lot of money. What do you raise there? Lots of things. Celery, for instance. Really? You raise celery? Of course. Why the surprise? I thought Colonel Rupert was the fellow that always raised your celery. I didn't say celery. I said celery. You know what celery is, don't you? Sure I do. I had a roommate once who used to keep me awake all night, eating it in bed. You win the China automobile. Say, babe, speaking of automobiles, what's the matter with you lately? You haven't hit anybody with your automobile. It's getting harder and harder. There are too many motorists around here after the same jaywalkers these days. I haven't read of your being arrested for speeding lately, either. I found a way to avoid that. How? When a policeman stops me, I autograph the car and give it to him as a souvenir. 
Gee, it must be great to get a half million dollars a year like you do. Money isn't everything, Lou. That's what Colonel Rupert said when I asked him for a raise. In this game, Lou, you must start from the bottom and work up. Say, babe, why did you start your baseball life as a pitcher? In those days, I thought a man should work for a living. Gee, what a great year the Yanks had this season. Not so good. What do you mean, not so good? We lost a couple of games, didn't we? Yeah, I guess I wasn't hitting. I've got to practice up this winter and bat better. If you bat any better next season, I'll put nails in your breakfast food. Listen, Lou, did it ever occur to you that you're getting a great break batting after me? How come? A pitcher is under a great swing when pitching to me. After I stock a home run, he's easy for you guys. Is that so? And how about the effect on a pitcher when you've nearly broken your back, swinging like a gate and struck out by a mile? He ain't so nervous facing the fellows who come up after you then, is he? Even then, even when I strike out, I do it so hard that I scare the pitcher to death. No matter how you cut that stuff, it's still baloney. Why, as a matter of fact, you get the break. How? When you go to the bat, the pitcher always knows that I'm up next. What's the result? He's so nervous, he puts one right where anybody could knock it out of the lot. Now I'll tell one. All joking aside, babe, what's the secret of home run hitting? How do you stand when you hit the ball? I stood flat on both feet until I met you. And now what? You've got me on my toes. Well, I'm going to keep you there, too. Hey, kid, lay off that big mouth stuff. I didn't mean anything personal, babe. Okay, Lou. I've got to be bidding it along now. So do I. You know we've been talking for the phonograph. You don't suppose you've broken the record, do you? Between the two of us, we've broken all kinds of records. Say goodbye to the folks. Goodbye. See you all next season. How will they know you when they see you? Well, they'll know you, won't they? Of course they'll know me. Well, wherever they see you, they'll know I'm the guy that's right on your heels. So long, folks. Welcome to the underworld. I love America. It's been my home all my life. Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Access America. This is your history. This is your this country. Is your this, country. Is this is America. Join us in listening to some of history's America's best speeches. Created by Jarcodes Productions. Go back in, Go time, back with in time with us. Right now. Right now. On Public, Public Access, Access America. Ladies and gentlemen, we present at this time an interview with Lou Gehrig. Lou is uh, baseball played differently now than when you first started playing. Well, that's a difficult question. I think it, it was played harder, and it was ma- made more difficult for the young man years ago than it is today. 
The uh, young man, 15, 20 years ago, when I broke in, had to go out and fight his way for a job. And the young man today is surrounded with the old-timers' advice and experience. So you can see readily where the difference lies. Lou, what's your opinion of night baseball? Well, night baseball is strictly a show and is strictly advantageous to the owner's pocketbook. But as far as being an, a, a true exhibition of baseball, I don't think I can say it is. And it's very hard and very difficult on the ball players themselves. We often hear about ball players, ball players, Lou. Now, of course, the fans all have their favorites, but ball players see things that the fans don't see. So who would you say has been the ball player's ball player? Well, there's no question about uh, the three greatest and most outstanding ball players in the history of baseball have been Ruth, Cobb, and Wagner. Now, personally, uh, Ruth was a typical fans ball player, and Cobb was a typical individual ball player because I believe he had more enemies on a ball field than any man in the history of baseball because he played it so hard, and he, he thought of nobody. I mean, cutting or slashing or anything to gain his end, he went through. And yet, I think Hannes Wagner was a typical ball player's ball player or the manager's ball player because he was always thinking of winning and, and doing what he could for the other fellow and for himself and for his manager and for his ball club and for the fans. That's Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, and Honus Wagner. That's right. Do you think there's really a difference in the brand of baseball played in the National and in the American Leagues? Well, being an American <laughs> leaguer, I'd be naturally prejudiced, but the difference is not exactly noticeable, I don't believe. But, of course, the American League will use the figures in the World Series and the All-Star Games of the last 10 or 12 years as proof. Do ball players read the sports sections as avidly as the fans, Lou? That is, uh, read the sports pages, the write-ups of the day's games, and do they resent criticisms of sport writers? They don't resent fair criticism, and they probably read the sport pages much more closely than the fan does, because ball players know how to read the box scores. They, they read down below, and they read everything very carefully, and they can probably give you more of a resume of the ball game from not being there than 99% of the people who were there. They can tell you more about it. That's how closely they can read that box score. Do they, are the pitchers able to get an idea of the weaknesses of various players from the box scores at all? Definitely. Uh, we may have trouble with a certain type hitter. We may pitch him high or we may pitch him low and we may switch on him. We may do different things. And yet we'll see a certain type pitcher that will have success with him continually. And uh, we know that his type of pitching will be a weakness. So we attempt to throw him accordingly. You've got to have an education of some sort to play baseball. No after question all. about it. Uh, do you believe that every young player should receive thorough seasoning in the minor leagues? I don't think there's any question about that. There are very few uh, major league ball players in the history of the game that have uh, proven themselves capable of jumping from sandlot or college into major league baseball. And has often been proved by players who came up too soon and had to go back for a season. Oh, no question about it. Do the majority of ball players tighten up during a World Series game, or do they usually take it just as another game? That depends entirely upon the individual's makeup. Now, uh, personally, I always was as tight as a drum before the game, before the World Series game, the constant milling around, the hundreds of photographers, the hundreds of newspaper men, and the uh, thousands of requests for autographs of the scorecards and baseball and things like that. They tend to tense a, a, a ball player up. But the minute that bell rang and the field was cleared and that first ball was thrown and the first ball hit my glove while I was just as relaxed and it was just another ball game after that. 
Are you in favor of the All-Star game? Uh, oh, I think it's a great thing. Great. I'm thrilled to death every time I can attend one, and, and uh, you can imagine the thrill I can get when I was chosen to play in them. The uh, receipts from the All-Star game go to what? They go to a, uh, a benefit that ball players have among themselves, an organization that we pay $10 a year to that take care of the older ball players in the event of sickness and inability to take care of themselves in their own old age. Do you think there will ever be such a thing as a ball players union? I don't see how it possibly could work, because at, at that rate, uh, a boy would not be rewarded for his abilities. And, and it would put the inferior ball player, the, the boy who has a tendency to loaf, in the same class as far as salary is concerned with the fellow who hustles and has great ability and takes advantage of his ability. Would you say that ball players as a whole play for salary, or do you think the majority of boys play for the love of the game? I think it's a combination of both. It is nice to be able to earn money while you're having fun. Oh, exactly right. <laughs> uh, would you say the young ball players now coming up compare on average with the ball players of other days? I think they're just as good. Fine, I'm glad to hear that from a man who should be an authority. Absolutely, just as good. Because uh, men like Connie Mack, who've been in baseball for over 50 years, still insist that baseball today is as good, if not superior, to the baseball of, of 30, 35 years ago. Who are some of the young players you've seen in action, Lou, that you feel are coming stars? Well, I see young Williams that come out of Minneapolis. He's around this part of the country. And we've got young Joe Gordon with the Yankees. We've got a young fellow by the name of Charlie Keller. And we've got uh, a young man by the name of Donald. And there's a couple of young fellows down to St. Louis, a pitcher by the name of Harris and a pitcher by the name of Kramer, who look mighty well. And you've got a young pitcher that was sent back for more experience, had a sore arm with Boston, a fellow by the name of Rich. We've got a lot of promising ball players coming up this year. Lou, would you say that... Uh, Baseball is keeping its hold on the fans? Uh, the attendance figures this year far surpass, I think, those of last year. And I know that last year we drew more people, the Yankees as a whole, than any year that I've been with the team since 1923. We have brought you a personal interview with Lou Gehrig, for many years a star first baseman with the New York Yankees. Thank you, Lou, for giving us a bit of your time for this interesting interview. And I'm sure all of our listeners join with me in wishing you all the luck in the future. I have been walking on ball fields for 16 years and I've never received anything but kindness and encouragement from you fans. I have had the great honor to have played with these great veteran ball players on my left Murderers Row, our championship team of 1927. I have had the further honor of living with and playing with these men on my right. The Bronx Bombers, the Yankees of today. I have been given fame an undeserved praise by the boys up there behind the wire in the press box. My friends, the sports writer. I have worked under the two greatest managers of all time, Miller Huggins and Joe McCarthy. I have a mother and father 
give me help. I have a wife, a companion for life, who has shown me more courage than I ever knew. People all say that I've had a bad break. But today, today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. I might have been given a bad break, but I've got an awful lot to live for. Thank you. Hey, Petey, have you heard about this new podcast, Public Access America? You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, TuneIn Radio, and even the Stitcher Smart Radio app. It's so cool. Not good, not But are you a German spy? Because that sounds like technology. It's like that new thing, the radio, or a newspaper for your ears. You can even follow their production company, Jar Codes, on Twitter or Facebook and find all new episodes posted every day. Oh, that's cool. I don't care nothing about no planes, but I gotta hear the latest episode of Public Access America now! Oh, watch the bomb! You can even go to their YouTube channel at Public Access America and find great videos from our time! It's so cool! Go check out Public Access America! Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.